0: Hi, this is Carmen White, and welcome back to Sit and Sit with SLPs. And I am here today with Ashley Samuelson. Hi, Ashley.
1: Hi, Carmen.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Um, We are currently sipping on some red wine. Hers, a little sweeter. I think it tastes Mm. like juice, but... (laughs) She likes it. I'm a red girl. I like mine to be red, and I like it to be dry. So, um,
1: Ashley, tell us. Tell us all about you. Introduce yourself. Well, I'm originally from Wisconsin, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and I'm currently a bilingual speech-language pathologist Mm -hmm. who travels. Um, I originally wanted to go into biology, and then switched my major because I wanted something that had more to do with culture, linguistics, and so I felt the classes and courses in speech therapy were a good combination of math, science, analytical, along with some of the creative um, linguistics, cultural classes, art, uh, diversity of people. I also majored um, in Spanish, hence the bilingual portion. Mm -hmm. went to school in Wisconsin, and then did my master's degree in Albany, New York. Hey! Yeah, I all know I'm from New York, so hey! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I really enjoy what I do. I mainly work with bilingual populations. Um, I've done mostly children Mm -hmm. so far, a lot of pediatrics, but I've also worked with adults in various settings.
0: Not only do you work with children, but guys she's also a bilingual mean lean a kicking machine please <laughs> let them know what you do also <laughs> um,
1: i also currently train jujitsu along with uh, teach courses in santa barbara california and i just really enjoy it i've done martial arts most of my life karate taekwondo judo and i'm focusing on jujitsu right now <laughs> And
0: guys, I've tried um, jiu-jitsu with her and I actually loved it that I even cut my nails, but then I don't know how I ended up <laughs> doing CrossFit. I don't know how that happened. It was supposed to be jujitsu, jitsu ended up in CrossFit. and you know, over there, but I need to go and try it again because it's actually a lot of fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's yes. a lot of fun. What's and it? she's from Wisconsin, and, um, which I've learned because I'm honest with everyone. I have no idea where anything is. I travel for work, yes, but ask me, I don't know. It's over there. <laughs> Wisconsin is the home of cheese, right? And beer, yes. And beer, and beer. <laughs> See, look, I, I don't know because I can barely drink a blue moon, so. And with cheese introduced me to beer, too. So I'm mm-hmm. learning,
1: guys, I'm learning.
0: <laughs> yes. I and you said there was also something else cool about Wisconsin, what's going on? Oh, I mentioned
1: yesterday that the uh, Rose Bowl, the Wisconsin Badgers college football team made it to the Rose Bowl, so on January 1st, they'll be in Pasadena, California.
0: See, um, <laughs> I know nothing about the foosball either, so I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning new things, guys. So today, we're going to talk about not only about ourselves, yes, <laughs> no, but we're also going to talk about traveling, yes. traveling as an SOP. And, um our experiences. How did you get into traveling therapy?
1: Um, as soon as I started studying to be a speech therapist before even into my master's I wanted to start, start traveling and doing therapy as a traveler as soon as I found out that that was an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I traveled a lot with my family with various friends just growing up mm-hmm. so it's always been a hobby and an interest of mine so it's always been something I love just like martial arts. So. Yeah. See, when I,
0: I love to travel, but I would travel mostly like to islands and like, you know, just like out of the country. And again, like I said, I knew nothing about the United States. I moved to Florida for two and a half years and I met a friend there, Morgan. Um, Oh, I hope she's not mad about me mentioning her name, but I met a friend there, Morgan, (laughs) and she got into travel therapy. We both applied, but she actually went through with it and she loved it. And one day I was at work. I was unhappy. I was a district employee. It wasn't that um, I didn't love what I did. I loved my children. Um, mm-hmm. It was the politics. I didn't like the politics that went into the school district. I felt like mm-hmm. as a contractor, you received more respect yeah. than mm-hmm. as a district employee.
1: Yes. So
0: I was just fed up with mm-hmm. the disrespect and the overload. and. Um, the opportunities that the children weren't provided. So I was just fed up and I applied and I was out of there. Like January, I was like, I headed straight to Texas. I put my car in F and I flew out of there and <laughs> I went to Texas and that's where my journey started. How was what was your first traveling assignment like?
1: My first travel assignment was in Anaheim, California. So mm-hmm. I drove all the way by myself from New York. From Albany, New York to Anaheim, California. Hmm. But first I had to go home. So I had to drive (laughs) up to Wisconsin North, opposite direction, detour, and then go down to Anaheim. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: I can't say anything. I've driven from Florida to New York and New York to Florida a few times. And it made me a little crazy by, you know, hour 19, I'm talking to myself. But (laughs) that's still okay. You know, you can do that. Um, But how...
1: How long did that take? Um, I actually took about a little over a week. Okay. Over, um, nine days. I stayed with some family. So obviously I went up, stayed a couple nights in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. stayed in Des Moines, Iowa, stayed in Wichita, Kansas, and just visited some family and friends on the way out. Stayed in Albuquerque, New Mexico at night and kept going. So some days I drove six hours, some days I drove 13 by myself.
0: When I went to Texas, I, I drove, um, but we stopped in Louisiana. Um, my friend, I, he who shot me nameless, he, he and I stopped in Louisiana, stayed in Louisiana, had fun, you know, mm-hmm. just ate. You know, we stayed at a beautiful hotel there. I love, what is it, Cajun? Creole? Yeah. I love Creole food, mm-hmm. so it was a great time. And then it only took a few hours to get to Texas because, you know, they're neighbors. So... That experience wasn't as, bad. from Florida to Texas is okay. So I, but from New York to California, <laughs> I commend you. You did that. <laughs>
1: it was fun. I was worth it. I got, I had a good reason to visit certain people I hadn't seen for a while, and so I just made a trip out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So how? Well, what was it like? Like, did you feel that you were supported? Um, the population that you worked with, um, how did the district receive you? Like, what was it like, that first experiment? Were you scared? I know I'm asking a million questions, but... No,
1: you're fine. I wasn't scared. I was extremely excited, Mm because I've always loved traveling, and I always enjoy and embrace new experiences, Mm -hmm. and hope to learn the most that I can out of it, and obviously help whoever or give others new information as well. Mm -hmm. And I... It was definitely different than being in New York. In New York, I worked with preschoolers in you know, a preschool, mm-hmm. and then there I worked for the high school district. So they have a school district for all the high schools, and then they have a separate school district for elementary and middle school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I um, started off working at, for, at one of the high schools for a maternity leave, mm-hmm. and then I ended up switching over to two others because they asked me to stay longer. Okay. Um, to cover one of the SLPs was having a surgery and she was covering two high schools So then I ended up switching over to her position So I was there originally planning three months, but therefore I stayed extra
0: okay.
1: Month and they were very supportive very happy to have me there all of the staff teachers um, Whatever you need like Tell us we'll help you What's it that see? Guys, did you see how peachy her first
0: moment was? <laughs> Let me tell you. My first experience, I was excited mm-hmm. because I always wanted to live in Texas. Um, I do enjoy the food. I met amazing people, like friends mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm still in contact with now. Um, I love Texas. The rain, tornadoes, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> I don't know why there's so much rain and tornadoes and there's cows everywhere. I thought that was awesome. Like, you're just mm-hmm. driving down the street and somebody has a random cow. It's like, wait, what? Is that a cow? <laughs> like, yeah. So I love Texas as a whole, despite the rain and the tornadoes. Texas, come on, get it together. You guys need, like, a weather genie to come in and, you know, fix you up. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I love Texas. Um, but my experience with the district was different. Because I was a contractor, mm-hmm. they felt as if, Um, one, I had to provide my own technology because Mm -hmm. I was a district employee. I mean, um, a contract employee, they were not allowed Mm -hmm. to give me a laptop. I had to use my personal laptop, but I wasn't allowed to have personal information. And it's like, um, I'm sorry, how am I supposed to do that? Um, they didn't train me on their system their documentation system. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't train me on their policies and procedures. Yeah. They just gave me a list. They told me who I was supervising, and then they were just like, here. They basically gave me, like, they told me to sweep the floor, but wouldn't give me a broom.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's difficult. <laughs> um, based on, I've traveled to a few different positions, and every position is different. My first position, I actually was lucky in that I got to overlap a couple days with the SLP that I was covering. Mm. So she, and she was super, super organized. Um, None of my other positions have done this, but she had printed off and like given me like details about every single student on her caseload that Mm. I was going to be seeing, Mm. um, which was super nice. A layout of all the goals, where they were in that moment, so I could compare to. Yeah. what i saw when i first went in to meet them mm-hmm. um and i actually started therapy and she was sitting in the room like that first day that i started and then after that she was gone um that hasn't happened at any of the other yeah sites that's very not normal i would say and so i think they but just think did they- that because they were able to um she actually showed me how to use the computer program whereas mm-hmm. other sites i've been or other assignments that i've done such as in santa barbara they've actually had me go to a training mm-hmm. or the individual who's in charge of tech has emailed me this is our system if you want to schedule a time to meet with me please do so at your earliest convenience this is what I have available or send me first your times and then she'd go from there about what worked best for her but that's logical that makes sense mm-hmm. you want To get the best from your employees, you want
0: to welcome them, Mm -hmm. and you want them to have a healthy work environment. I was completely overwhelmed, and for a moment, I contemplated, like, never becoming Mm -hmm. a speech therapist. Like, I wanted to just stop being a speech therapist. I was done. I broke down in tears. I was Mm -hmm. crying, and then I called my recruiter, um, Teresa. She's amazing, and she talked me through it. She was like, "Look, you got this." You're intelligent, you're smart, you find a way to learn the system. I'm going to reach out to them, see if we can get you some training, but mm-hmm. you can utilize and capitalize on your resources. you met people out there, reach out. And you know what I thought about? I said, hmm, I'm going to just take matters into my own hand. I reached out to every, everybody there, hey, can I have a day to learn this? I? And you know what? Everyone was receptive. So even though the district refused to help me,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and I, which... That's why I told them I would never come back. They wanted me to come back. Why? I don't know. I expressed <laughs> <laughs> I expressed yeah. myself. You know I'm very verbal. I'm a mm-hmm. verbal guy. So I say exactly what's on my mind. So they knew I was not happy with them. So why they wanted me back, I don't know. Um, but I reached out to everyone that I worked with, and they were willing to train me and help me. And then I was able to do my job effectively. Yeah. If I'm going to do a job, I like to do it effectively, efficiently, and with fidelity. I don't mm-hmm. like half, I don't know if I can curse or not, but I don't, I don't like to, I like to do my job well. Yeah. And I feel like training is important. And I hear from a few travel therapists that their tr- training is not always available yeah. because we're not district employees. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things, that was a deal breaker for me for this next assignment. And this mm-hmm. is why I came here to Santa Maria, because they provided those opportunities. And yeah. I love it here because of how they embraced me and took me in and trained me on it. And this system was new to them, right? Yep. Cyrus is new. Yeah, Cyrus is new for the mm-hmm. whole yeah, state. Exactly. So it was new
1: for me. Also, I was here last year and I used States mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. transferred over. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I,
0: I like that Oakland wasn't too... Fond of training. <laughs> they were like, no, girl, you can just come here and, you know, do your job. You'll figure it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, no. no, really, they should take the districts or even hospitals. Anyone should take clinics should take the time to train us mm-hmm. because that's just going to make less stress on us. It's going to make our job easier and we're going to be able to do it more sufficiently and effectively in the long run. Exactly. Whether it's a longer assignment or even a shorter assignment. hmm It's going to help. I've had some of the assignments that I was in did a great job training. Mm -hmm. Other ones, I had to take initiative, like you said, Mm -hmm. and I've seen I've had therapists tell me like a lot of times it's the district. Mm -hmm. The district is the ones who aren't as organized. It seems to be like they don't have trainings for you or they don't offer. But if you talk to like the people that you're immediately working with mm-hmm. they're more than happy to be understanding and i've had some of them tell me that yeah the district won't do anything if you talk to them like you just have to i also find that districts have no idea what we do
0: a lot exactly. of the time yes. they have no mm-hmm. idea what we do we just um uh, we teach children with speech impediments i i hate hearing that
1: excuse mm-hmm. me <laughs> first of all we don't yeah. use impediments <laughs> anymore but do you hear that often? i hear it all the time i have a new um title, he's just one of the district administrators, Mm -hmm. and new this year, who says it's great to be in at the initial IUP meetings that I do for speech, Mm -hmm. so that this individual understands what I do, Mm -hmm. and more about what the role of speech therapist is, along with if their kid is appropriate, Mm -hmm. appropriate, Mm -hmm. which I always find a little entertaining like okay like you don't know like you're supposed to be in this meeting like backing up everything I say but yet you're sitting here telling me that you don't know what I do or like what's going on so it's kind of a little no.
0: it's like the con, like and that's the pros and cons I feel with travel therapy Mm -hmm. the pros are I I I feel the pros do outweigh the cons you get to go to different places, and meet different people, and learn different systems, and right. meet different, oh my
1: gosh, my children, I'm in love. Work, um, this with, year, different year, populations year, work with different so populations, so you can stay up to date on your exactly. therapy, um, different types of therapy strategies exactly. for all ages, because exactly. you could be one month working with this individual, pediatric, preschool age, mm-hmm. high school, another month you could be working with an individual who had a traumatic brain injury or someone who's in a hospital, 80 years old, 70 years old, memory difficulties, aphasia. So it's just, you can do a lot. You get the opportunity to, to really know where you want to be and lots of people even use it to settle. So exactly. they'll be able to use it to see which area of the United States they prefer or, like or what population. That's what, that's
0: what I thought of. Okay, I I love, I love New York. New Yorkers. I love New York, uh, but I spent 30 years there, and I'm okay with maybe not possibly living in New York again. <laughs> and I love Florida um, because of the weather. It was, mm-hmm. you know, because of the weather. The pay, Florida, please, start paying your people, okay? <laughs> please start paying your people. The pay, eh, not so great. Um, so I was like, I don't know where I want to live. And mm-hmm. this opened that. and that opportunity and coming here allowed me to go back to my first passion Mm -hmm. as i told you before i wanted to work with adults and the opportunity was taken away from me and not that i was stuck with children so i i I have to find a better word and one day i will Mm -hmm. um and i enjoy working with children but i felt like i was placed with preschoolers and i couldn't get out of that mold Mm -hmm. and it was just i was always a preschool therapist Mm -hmm. Um, and then it became, I was only with apraxia, or motor, motor speech, this motor programming disorders. It felt like you were being pushed down one path yeah.
1: and you wanted to experience some of the others. Exactly.
0: Um, when I came here, I was actually given the opportunity, not through my agency, but through a different agency to actually work with adults and work with feeding and cognition and traumatic brain injury, and long-term care, short-term care settings. And now I feel like I'm maximizing um, the skills that I've learned in school, I'm actually able to use it now in life and feel confident as an SLP who has more than one skill. Yep. I'm not just the quote-unquote speech teacher. I feel yep. like a speech pathologist now. So travel therapy has um, opened a lot of doors for me.
1: Yeah, and I think it helps us as SLPs be confident across areas because mm-hmm. you get so much experience in different areas instead of Going into a setting and possibly working with the same population for years—not mm-hmm. um, that there's anything wrong with that—because mm-hmm. if that's really your passion, that's the population you know right off the bat that mm-hmm. you want to be working with, and that you love and like, you have compassion and are passionate for, then yes, go for it. Like I'm all for that. Yeah. But for me, I wasn't—I was leaning towards. Oh, I really want to work with adults more, mm-hmm. but I've always just other um, jobs and positions I've had during school even during like martial arts, instructing, um, and coaching other sports, like I've always been working with kids more. Mm-hmm. And so really, I had all my experience there, but I hadn't really worked with a lot of adults. So that gave me the opportunity to work with both, but also to keep those skills up. If you're really confident in multiple areas as a profession, mm-hmm. a professional, it's going to help you in all of those areas. I also, I I feel
0: the same, um, because I felt like, I told you when I started out, I thought I was going to be in an feeding. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, And then I ended up a preschooler, and I was like, oh, okay, what am I doing? Because I'm used to Mm -hmm. (laughs) finding ways to see if we can move you from alternative feeding (laughs) methods to... um, Actual oral feeding, so that, you know, I'm like, okay, what do I do with these little people? And preschoolers, guys, are rough. Oh, yeah. They attack, <laughs> they bite you, um, they hit you, they abuse you. No, Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> I love preschoolers, though. Now, I, I, I'm sorry. I love them at first. I felt like, you know, like I was wrangling them in. I didn't know what to do, but um, I do working with my friends and my colleagues and fellow SLPs, I think I've become a stronger educational SLP. And, and I love, I love what I do, but I love the fact that I'm able to do both now.
1: Yeah. I enjoy the opportunity of being able to do both
0: as well. What now she's also a bilingual therapist. guys. So what is your position now? I know you're, um, your position is not exactly therapy per se, right? It's more on the, you're more of a diagnostician,
1: right? Yes, so currently I um, am contracted out to the Santa Barbara Unified School District Mm -hmm. here in California. And I do not do any therapy currently, I only do initial evaluations. Mm -hmm. And so I evaluate mostly two year olds turning three, or any kind of preschool age, toddler age going into uh, preschool, any child that either parents have a concern or they're being transitioned out of early education into possibly the public preschool setting. And so my job is to assess them in Spanish only or Spanish and English to determine where their speech and language abilities lie and if mm-hmm. they qualify for services through the school district or not. Um, I also do assess once in a while, I'll have a student who's elementary age who's moving from one district into our district, so mm-hmm. I may be asked to evaluate them also if there's any Spanish spoken in the home or if, they're, um, or if they speak Spanish
0: at all. Um, is this more like the child find or no, it's a different. No, it's different. different. It's for actual Santa Barbara.
1: It's for the school district. The school district. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I would. I actually would. I mean, if I was. And by it's it anyway. very cool because it's. I literally just do assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not having to balance the caseload and mm-hmm. do speech therapy and have my caseload and then on top of that do additional assessments where and I'm having case to case management. Yes, and case <laughs> management where I'm having to. Cancel therapy sessions for kids so mm-hmm. I can evaluate other kids and then vice versa, mm-hmm. because that gets messy. Yeah. That's, what, that's, the job of, that's the job of most speech therapists, most of us. I've been there and I've done that. Um, luckily, when I was in New York, the position I had, I was only required to do one evaluation a month. Ooh. You're lucky and yes i was very lucky. <laughs> lucky i could do more if i chose to <laughs> but i was told by my supervisor that i um did not have to if i chose not to mm-hmm. but they were like you have to at least assess one yeah. student <laughs> see i've for initial of course
0: i would love to be a diagnostician but because i'm not bilingual in this area is mostly what mm-hmm. like Ms. mistecho and Spanish and mm-hmm. Spanish speaking or Miss Taco speaking. Um I will I enjoy hearing the language, but I don't think I would ever be able to learn Miss Taco. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning how to say hello.
1: No, you're fine <laughs> and I'm gonna speaking. actually correct the terms that you're using. Okay. Uh, because you're using the term diagnostician. So mm-hmm. it's not we're still speech language pathologists. So okay term. Diagnostician, uh, some school districts use them, some do not. When I did okay. a placement in New Mexico, okay. they had diagnosticians and their job is to determine the ch- usually the child's primary language. Okay. And so their assessments are a little different because they're actually evaluating to see is the child's primary language Spanish, is it English, whereas okay. we're looking at if they have a language difference versus a language disorder. Okay. For me, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. If the child only speaks Spanish, that's perfectly fine. Unfortunately, our school systems are all in English. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, they may struggle in school because they don't know the language. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they necessarily have a speech and language disorder. Okay. It just means they have a difference. So I don't assess the child's language proficiency. That's the term I was looking for. So the diagnostician is looking more at language proficiency. I'm just looking at can the child complete activities based on like academics, um, age appropriately. So if it's in Spanish, good. If it's in English, good. If it's in Spanish and English, mixed. So some skills they can do better in English, some skills they can do better in Spanish, that's fine. See, I hear, so that term was used
0: differently in different states. Mm -hmm. So in Florida, the diagnostician is the person who only does assessments. So that's where I used that. So, but in Texas, it was the. I believe the psychologist, that was the term for the psychologist. So I guess it varies by state. So I yes. should have been mindful. But in my head, when I hear that, I hear the person who only assesses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because in Florida and even in, no, no, no. In Texas, it was mainly the psychologist. That was the actual name for the psychologist because the psychologists only assess. Um, but in Florida, when you um, applied, well, in, West, in Palm Beach County School, when you yeah. applied for that position, you only did assessments. You didn't actually treat. Yeah. You only assessed. So hmm. that's where I got that from. But I, I yeah, love to okay. learn like, the different terms and how it's yeah. used. And that's the good thing about travel therapy, because what may be a title to you in one place
1: yeah.
0: is something completely different. When you go somewhere else. So, thank you.
1: No, thank you. That's very interesting. I haven't, for me, I guess, I prefer to call someone by the title that they earned because mm-hmm. to me, a diagnostician is not at the same level as a speech language pathologist no. or school no. psychologist. Yeah. Um, they do have a very important role that mm-hmm. helps us. That's mm-hmm. why we're considered a team. Mm-hmm. You have your evaluation teams. Mm-hmm. You have a school psychologists. You have special education teachers. Mm-hmm. You have your diagnosticians in some states or mm-hmm. districts, depending mm-hmm. on if they have those individuals. You also have your school psychologists yeah. yeah. and behavior specialists and OTs, PTs, all of those people. Yeah, no,
0: I and. I would love to work with more of the bilingual. In Texas, believe it or not, most of my population was bilingual. Mm -hmm. And I was not bilingual. I mean, I can speak Spanglish, you know. (laughs) I was
1: most of the population in New Mexico. And they don't have, the school district I was in, they didn't have any other bilingual SLPs other than myself. Mm -hmm. Currently, Santa Barbara doesn't have any other bilingual SLPs other than myself. All of, the, yeah, all of the districts that I've worked in, travel-wise, have not had any other bilingual speech-language pathologist other mm-hmm. than myself. We had one um, SLPA, so speech-language pathologist assistant, who mm-hmm. was bilingual. Mm-hmm. So she would help a lot with therapy sessions or sometimes with interpreting for assessment. But as yeah. she's an assistant, she can't actually do the evaluation alone and diagnose. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise. That's mm-hmm. what I had in um in Texas. The
0: SOPAs that um, I supervised, they were mm-hmm. able to assist me with the bilingual evaluations, yeah. and they mm-hmm. had that here also. But not SOPAs because we do have enough um, SOPs, but we have SOPs who actually do the bilingual evaluations. Um, so okay. I am fortunate if I do have a children who English language proficiency is still Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- I do have um, resources. And even okay, um, even if a child speaks Ms. Teco or a family speaks Ms. Teco, um, this school district does have interpreters for that language. So I feel like I'm fortunate yes. here mm-hmm. than I was when I was in Texas because I had those resources. Because Spanglish gets you but so far. Yes. <laughs> <Butt> so far. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, my um, second language is Spanish. But mm-hmm. I do, um, since I'm considered a bilingual SLP, I have worked with a lot of other um, languages Mm -hmm. um, and used an interpreter Mm -hmm. so they're definitely important to use for Mm -hmm. our field. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a child who spoke Korean, so we had an interpreter. Another Bulgarian, Mm -hmm. so we had an interpreter. Um, So yes, it's very important if you can get lots of assistance and aids. Um, There's a lot of information out there about the phonetic systems Mm -hmm. and what sounds, the age of acquisition, and then just language, context, the differences in grammar mm-hmm. and syntax, semantics. If you had um,
0: any advice for um, before we close out, um, I'm sorry that I'm keeping these so short. Um, I, if you had any advice for any SLPs who were interested in travel therapy or bilingual therapy, um, what would be your advice for these new up-and-coming SOPs who uh, are starting their CF and they're interested in travel therapy or they're interested in going into the bilingual therapy route or if they're already seasoned therapists and they want to, mm-hmm. venture do you have any advice?
1: Um, I would say if it's something that really interests you, go for it. Yeah. It's definitely possible to do. Um, when you do get a position, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, even if you think you have all the contract paperwork, ask questions. When you get into the site, tell them that you want a day or two, that you want the training so that you understand the systems, because it's going to save you a lot of stress in the end. Exactly. Because you do learn to be very Um, what is the term I'm looking for, very flexible, Mm -hmm. in that not just, I mean, we're all flexible in our therapy schedules anyways, we have to learn to be, because we have kids sick or absent, but it's a kind of a different type of flexibility, in that you're moving from one location to another, usually you have a few days in between, because you have travel Mm -hmm. days, or lots of times I'll take like a vacation in between my um, positions, my assignments, and then that gives you kind of your brain rests, and then you get ready for. Okay, I'm going to be working this setting next, and I'll collect documents or pa- specific paperwork if I know I want to use those specifically for that assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, just really go for if it's something you really want to do and try. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's great. I've had more benefits from it mm-hmm. and more excellent experiences than bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I agree. Advocate, advocate,
0: advocate. Advocate for yourself and make sure you know what you want and where you want to go Mm -hmm. Um, and what you want to gain from that experience. Exactly. So I want to thank you, Ashley, for meeting with us today and sipping some wine with us. Of course. And I hope you'll come back and share some other
1: experiences with us on different topics. Yes, of course. ah, Carmen, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) to spend time with you and of course um, thank you all for li- taking the time to listen to both of us Yes, this yes. and if you have any
0: questions for myself or for Ashley please leave it in the comment section um, I will forward them her way and get those answers to you and I will answer you um, and even if you have any suggestions on ideas and things you would like to hear in the future just let us know um, thank you for sitting and sipping with us and you have a great evening Bye. (laughs)